So good morning. This is a very special uh, leadership and insurance. I can't call this a podcast because it's not that. It's um, but we're here live at ITI um, in London. I very nearly said ITC then. That would have got me in trouble. But um, I'm, I'm joined by uh, Michael Lewis uh, of Plain Technology. Good morning, Michael. Alex. Hi. So. You're, I've already called you the mayor of Claims Village, which apparently you don't have because you have no hierarchy. But I love the idea of Claims Village. And um, so I think it'd be great if you could introduce yourself and Claims Technology. And then what's Claims Village and why are we doing it? Okay, so I'm Michael Lewis. I'm one of the founders at Claims Technology. Uh, we help insurers and third-party administrators automate their claims processes in the cloud and create great customer experiences using uh, no-code and low-code. Um, one of the things we're talking about in 2023 is the ability for insurers to move away from not customers notifying their insurer of loss to actually resolving that loss in seconds. Uh, and if you think about um, resolving a claim in seconds, you need to pull together an enormous amount of different technologies mm -hmm. and services from different insure techs to make that vision a, a reality. And claim uh, technology helped to orchestrate and pull those things together. And the Claims Village is really our opportunity to, to showcase um, some of the key insure techs um, that are using AI to automate parts of the, the claims process and the sort of foundational insure tech capabilities that every insurer should really have in their kit bag. Fantastic. And so, you know, we're standing here, it looks very, very busy, uh, and that's mid midday on the second day. So what's the response been like? Um, has it been a busy stand the whole time you've been here? It has. I mean, we've had a fantastic response. We've really tried to make Plains Village a destination uh, and to, to welcome people in. So anybody that has an interest in Plains has, has come in and have just been speaking to a number of uh, different uh, tech partners. Uh, it's been a fantastic response and I think some great conversations. Yeah. And, and the setup of your business, you and I... Um... Won't, won't give any secrets away, but we've, we've met before, we spoke before about, about claim technology. But your approach to kind of competition is like you don't have competition, you have collaborators. But yes. I think you're really executing that so brilliantly. Um, what, why don't you think we see this? In, I don't think we see this enough in insurance. So is it is it a mindset or is it just the way that your technology is put together that allows you to kind of think like that? So I, I mean, it really started with um, when we as a startup, we're, we're struggling with the, the sales cycle. Yeah. And we knew we weren't alone in that. And so we, we thought deeply about um, why, why is that happening yeah. structurally? Uh, and what, how could we create a business model that actually overcomes some of those, some of those issues? And, and that's really what, um, you know, and we've evolved to create a, a model which helps to enable other people's success. Um, and then our, our own will, will follow. Um, and we're just big believers in, in collaboration, but um, we need to move away from thinking in terms of competition to more how we can collaborate and pull things together. Uh, and I think that's particularly important in, in the UK, where we've been um, leading the, the global insurance industry for hundreds of years. But if we want to do that going forward in, in the digital era, I think we have to be able to create a really strong insure tech base in the UK. Um, and so anything we can do to, to, to sort of help collaboration and lift all boats, I think it's a good thing. That's fantastic. Well, um, you and I are going to do a full-fledged podcast, so we won't, we won't yes. go over the top. But um, um, let's, I think we should probably go and meet some of your Claims Village 
Are they uh, what are they? Are they part of the population? Are they, yeah. They're townspeople. I don't, I don't know what to call them. Um, but um, but yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna do that now. So one of the challenges with customer self serve claims is to be able to get capture good quality evidence from customers. Uh, what I like about Badeo's visual intelligence tools is it provides a guided and structured way to collect visual evidence of damage either to a vehicle uh, or within a home so that damage can be detected, classified, and then estimated in real time. Fantastic. Thank you. And uh, Michael, who are we joined by? Um, we're joined by David Boris, um, who's head of new markets at Badeo. Um, Hi, David. Thanks for joining us at Claims Village. Um, it's a unique setup for a kind of conference to have all the kind of claims technology businesses together. Has it been effective for you? Have you been busy a couple of days at ITI? It, it, it's definitely very effective. It's, it's kind of like a channel or a catchment for people who are interested in claims. Of course, it is a general insurance event. So anyone who steps into the claim village, we know that we're going to talk about claims. Yeah. So it's, it's a good setup and it's good to be on the claim technology platform indeed. And certainly on the booth because we, have other options around us that people can look at. Yeah. And, and that's something I've asked of, you know, I, claims is my first love, as I always say. It was my first job out of university. But um, it feels like it's been an underinvested part of the kind of insure tech stack. Um, would you agree with that? And, and, and it, I mean, is there a sort of an increasing level of interest? So maybe we're talking about candidate, uh, candidate uh, um, uh, sort of retention, you know, and keeping customers and keeping customers happy rather than just trying to acquire them with new distribution models. Uh, I, I think your observation is correct. Um, often in insurance, there's a lot of investment in the front end, so selling new policies, new brands and things. Um, claims is always a step behind. But we are seeing forward-thinking insurers are now using more technology in a smarter way. And that pays back to the clients as well because um, it's a stressful thing when you have a car accident. You feel silly or like it's your fault or even if it's not your fault, you're emotionally embedded with it. And it can take some days or weeks before the insurer sets out the roadmap of what's going to happen next. Yeah. But with our technology, the policyholder takes the photos soon after the accident. They can then run them through the AI process. And so within minutes of taking the photos, we already have a report of the damage, what's going to happen next. And then the insurer can communicate that to the client to inform them, okay, it's this kind of accident. It's going to be this kind of approach to repair it. So that's a stress reliever for somebody concerned with what's going to happen next. Mm. Um, so that, that helps the client. Also, from the insurer's point of view, with that data up front, they can then make a plan what's going to happen. Um, if it's cosmetic damage, it may be non-urgent, that can wait. If it's something driver safety related, then you want to do it as a priority. You know, it could be a heavier damage. It could even be a potential total loss. Yeah. All of this you can figure out from the photos plus the AI solution. And, and are some of your carrier partners using this in a different way? Like, I, I presume some of them could push it as far as going, will instant pay out to a certain level and then more Absolutely. advanced Absolutely. Yeah. So we have customers uh, in, in South Africa, there's a lot of cash out. So I have a customer there, a top five insurer, and, and they, they make a decision whether, you know, is there a cash out and what is the value of the cash out going to be? We calculate that. Or they could say, no, it's going to be repaired. Let's allocate it to a workshop with a budget and get that moving. And they can highly automate up to 70% of claims this way. And then the other 30%, of course, the more complicated cases that will need a visual inspection, cars that have rolled, rolled over or total lost. But let me add another point. We, we keep talking about claims because we love claims, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we also use the same damage detection technology for underwriting 
So in countries like Spain, you need to have the vehicle inspected when you buy a used car. Uh, we don't do that yet in the UK, but I think we should. But um, So about 50-60% of used car sales in Spain, we process them for a damage report to confirm. Actually, if there's no damage at all or if there's minor damage, that can be acceptable. It's documented, it's known. It might have an influence on the excess, but the vehicle is verified. So we, we don't do that in, in the UK. Um, but what's different these days is everyone now has a smartphone, so that's actually within reach. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much. So Five Sigma are a SaaS-based claims management uh, system. Um, one of the things I particularly like about um, Five Sigma is just the way that it improves the experience for claims handlers, particularly new um, recruits into the industry who are looking for a sort of more modern interface in which to process claims. Fantastic. Um, and we're joined by, from Five Sigma, um, and we're joined by Ofe Milavsky, uh, the Chief Operating Officer at uh, Five Sigma. Thank you. Um, Ofe, it would be great if you could just uh, walk us through the Five Sigma from, from your, you know, why this part of the claims process, um, where do you get involved, you know, where's your part in the process of claims? So uh, we look at the uh, claims process from a bit of a different angle. We started from the customer experience side of the things in which we know there is the true moment of submitting a claim from whatever channel it is and the expectations of the modern customers of a different, completely different experience while managing a claim. Beat a millennial or beat my mother, uh, they expect, expect a completely different experience than they used to 20 years ago. Uh, that said, uh, we're able to engage and provide different experience right from the FNOL or ENO moment down to the payment itself and making sure that the experience will look different from the uh, being able to contextualize everything through the claim from any integration you have along the line of the process itself, along the customer experience itself, um, and being able to drive internally and externally those integrations uh, in a more efficient and uh, smarter way, if I may say. Yeah, and um, thank you so much. And, and you know, we we know Five Sigma. We, we like the love the business. Um, you're here at Claims Village. What's it been like? Has it been a been a good setup? It's it's kind of really good to have all these claims technologies together. Has it been effective for you as a as a kind of idea bringing them all together? It's a, it's actually an amazing uh, part bringing everyone which is kind of uh, those who are obvious on the claims process, but those who are also unobvious on the claims process, and being able to show that claims can be radically rethink, can be radically reinvent, although this is a highly, let's say, um, highly area which is being governed by uh, regulations and stuff like that, uh, we can still innovate, we can still do new stuff, and we can still make an impact on the overall business of insurers or, or those who handle claims in general. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. So one, one really easy way for any insurer to make their claims process more customer-centric is to offer um, their customers a variety of ways in which to pay their claim. So perhaps their customer wants to receive the money on their credit card or into their bank account or to be paid via Apple Pay. Um, and what I really like about Inverse is the way that you can offer all of those different payment methods um, to your customer 
without actually needing to integrate directly with all of those different providers. You just use Inverse as a one-stop shop, regardless of how you want to make payments. Incredible. Thank you very much. So one of the other insurtechs that's using AI to help insurers model end-to-end -end claims decisions is Omnius. And what I particularly like about Omnius is the way that then those decisions that have been automated are actually then surfaced inside the uh, claims handlers uh, system, such as Guidewire or Sapiens. Thanks, Michael. And uh, who are we joined by from Omnius? And we're joined by Chris Andrew, who is the VP of sales. How are you finding the UK market as opposed to kind of some of your European markets in terms of where are they in the innovation kind of journey? Would you say they're a little bit lagging behind there, some of the European partners? or? Well, I mean, I mean, from our experience, we've seen uh, European insurers to be a bit more open to the prospects of technology and, and adopting automation. I think for a lot of UK insurers, they are at some stage still of platform modernization. Uh, and for some of them, taking on a kind of an automation project at this moment in time, just they don't have the capacity or bandwidth necessarily. Yeah. The impact of that, of course, is that if they wait for another couple of years, then they're going to be behind the curve. Um, whereas some insurers are, are able to move in parallel to their platform modernization and, and, and you know, consider adapting end-to-end -end automation more holistically. So I, I think the UK market, personally, from what I've seen, is, is a bit lagging at the moment. Yeah. And um, there's still kind of a culture in insurance, or there was up until quite recently, it was just like selling stuff on-prem, building stuff bespoke themselves, do you think we've finally seen the back of that? People have accepted that actually the off-the-shelf solutions or at least kind of working with businesses like Omnius is it's just the way it's got to be now. I could probably point to three of our customers who we first had a conversation with them probably about three years ago. Yeah. Their decision at that time was, we're going to build this. 18 months later, 12, 18 months later, they came back to us and said, we tried, we haven't been successful, how can you help us? Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, I admire the insurance companies who try and go away and do this, um, but I think they will. They ultimately get to a ceiling whereby they've achieved a level of automation on very simplistic claims, windscreen, for example. Yeah. But actually, evolving from that into claims of greater complexity uh, is a far different problem to solve. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think you know ultimately at least three people have come back to us, and, we, and, and two of those customers we are now live in production. Fantastic. So yeah. Yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate being part of the podcast. And, uh, Thanks for speaking to us, Alex. Yeah, not at all. And I hope you enjoy the rest of Claims Village. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks. So I'm with uh, Sprout AI. Um, I find Sprout AI to be an incredibly interesting insurtech and their ability to use AI to extract data and make decisions from data in order to automate claims decisions. Um, so, Lawrence, um, yeah, Michael, the, the, the mayor of Claims Village, as I'm now telling, has given us a little intro. But um, so tell us about Sprout and uh, yeah, what is it? Where do you fit in the claims process? So we manage the entirety of the claims process from ethanol right the way through to the final decision. So where Sprout really differentiates itself is the speed and the accuracy with which it can extract data, can understand the information and put the right data in decision in front of the claims handler, making it possible for insurers to provide a better experience, more consistently, and more accurately. 
So who does Sprout think about as the as the customer? Because obviously, you're, I presume you're selling this to carriers, etc. But are you? Uh, is it the claims team that are really getting on board with this? Is is it, or is are we talking about the kind of the policyholder that gets a better claims experience? They're one of the same in our world. So our, our vision in life, our mission in life, is to enable the carriers, the insurers, to provide a differentiated claims experience for their customers. Yeah. In order to do that. Our goal is to help them be more customer centric, which means moving them away from technical capability and driving them all towards customer centricity. And you using AI enables that to happen because we can extract more, we can use more, we can understand more and make it less about that data and more about how you make a decision with that data. Yeah, perfect. And, and as someone that used to work in claims, I can tell you that if you gave me some tools, it makes the job more enjoyable. And we talk about empowering people. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. You look at the obvious one is ChatGBT. Yeah. ChatGBT has brought to the forefront how AI can be used. At Sprout, we've been using that AI for years. Yeah. It's about being able to use more data understand more data to make those more accurate and consistent decisions. Reducing leakage, reducing wastage in the insurance process and giving that more consistent outcome to a customer. So everybody wins. Yeah. Yeah. Because we do it more quickly and more effectively. Yeah. Lawrence, thank you so much because I appreciate you've uh, you've almost lost your voice, but you got through it. Thank you. Pleasure. Great to speak to you. So when creating customer self-serve experiences, it's really important to build trust. And one of the issues that customers have is they don't really want to share their sort code and bank account numbers uh, over the phone or in apps. So what I really like about Trustly's open banking solution is the ability to be able to send a claims payment to a, into a customer's bank account where the customer authenticates with their bank account and therefore doesn't need to give their insurer their bank account number or sort code. Fantastic. So I'm with uh, Philip Turnham from uh, Trustly. Um, Philip, thanks for your time. Uh, are you enjoying your time in Claims Village? Yeah, very much so. Had a very productive uh, first day and second day. So yeah, really good. Awesome. I mean, it's a really good solution, isn't it? You're getting all of your claims buyers in one place. Uh, very collaborative. Are you passing leads to each other or is it is it not quite that, that friendly just yet? <laughs> no, it's uh, they, they put together a good mix of uh, uh, companies that complement each other. So it's a very friendly environment in here. So Awesome. So talk to me about Trustly. What's what's the elevator pitch? How do we how do we do it in two minutes or can we? Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it is possible. So in, in terms of, I mean, Trustly is relevant under open banking and we predominantly issue payment solutions under open banking. So helping the end users reaching their banking services uh, through us as a third party. And then we package that together for a convenient journey for them to interact with, in this case, insurance companies. <laughs> in terms of uh, our capabilities when it comes to claims, we're sitting on top of banking infrastructure and have hundreds of bank partners that we can initiate transactions through. So whenever there's a claim, if we were processing, the, processing that payout, we can have the funds reaching the beneficiary in impressive settlement times, basically. So in many times, we can facilitate instant clearing capabilities to make sure the beneficiary gets funds within minutes rather than uh, T plus two settlement. 
Yeah. Is it surprised you how uh, slow the insurance industry has been? And I know this is a regulation hurdle, it's not the insurance industry, but to embrace like open open banking, open insurance is an idea? Yeah, I mean, I've been with Trusted for 10 years. We started doing this 2008. We've been taking stabs at uh, insurance uh, companies like every now and then. And they, for sure, they've been slow moving. I do feel like now is uh, a a really good time. Like, it feels like there's a lot happening uh, now. So we felt this is a good time to be here exploring our services and Hopefully, you know, yeah, I'm feeling there's a, a wind of change uh, compared to the conversations I had before. Yeah, I mean, judging by how busy it's been every time we've popped in here, uh, <laughs> we haven't even been able to get hold of everyone just yet because it's been so busy. It, it, it does seem to me that there's much more investment in uh, the claims process. Um, are you feeling that? Is, is it, we've, we've done lots of distribution in InsureTech and now we're finally at the stage where people care about the claims experience? Yeah, yeah, indeed I do. I mean, I think there's been a couple of initiatives that have, I mean, forced the arm a bit on the big uh, uh, incumbents, basically, just showcasing how, you know, a state-of-the-art experience can be a really good way of uh, acquiring a customer base. So when they start seeing that, you know, then then the rest will follow this. But from from the way like speaking with people here these couple of days, you know, it's obvious that to me that the way to be successful in the future is to interact more with your customers, not just like sign them up and hope they won't file a claim and you know forget about it. Uh, more, you know, interact with them more frequently, like more, you know, uh, like process smaller claims, you know, have them instantly reaching the end user, be just a good service that they're keen to interact and use. Yeah, yeah, that more touch points, more chances to impress the customer. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, otherwise, you end up with just being what insurance is always moaning about, which is everyone makes decisions on price. But if you don't give me anything other than price, that's how I'm going to design. Exactly, yeah. And it's just like more and more solutions popping up showing that that's not how it should be. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Philip, I know you're busy here uh, selling uh, and pitching the trusty business. Thanks very much for being part of the podcast. Thanks a lot, Alex.